to the Redeemed Evangelical Mission, Trem, Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. not like our God. He's the only I am that I am. He's the only true living God. And we worship his majesty. We want to welcome you to this glorious service this morning. Wherever you are under the sound of my voice, the presence of God is reaching you. And I promise you by the grace of God, you will testify in the name of Jesus. Go with me to Isaiah chapter 55 from verse number 8. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. Glory to God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bold, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be, that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, it shall accomplish in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands in the name of Jesus. The Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. He said the God we serve is very concerned about everyone. He makes provision for he gives seed to the sower. And bread to the eater. Glory to God. So wherever you are under the sound of my voice. Wherever you are in life. Know that the God we serve is concerned about you. He has made provision for you. He loves you with his eternal love. By giving Jesus to die for you. Jesus gave his life. For you to have the good life. That he has arranged for you. Glory to God. That is the God we serve. Hallelujah. Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 12 verse, chapter 1 verse number 12. Jeremiah 1 verse number 12. I'm reading from the, the Amplified Classic. I read from the Amplified Version, the Classic, Amplified Classic. Then said the Lord to me, you have seen well. For I am alert and active, watching over my world to perform it. King James Version says, I make haste to perform my world. I hasten to perform my world. Go with me to John chapter 10 verse number 10. I'm reading the Passion Translation. A thief has only one thing in mind 
He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. I have come, not I will come. I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. This is God's word for us. And the Bible says that he honor and magnify his word above all his name. Somebody says stay in the word of God. We say, what do we we mean when we say stay in the world? It means to dwell, to function, to live and exist and operate in God's word. Praise God. Because the word of God is life. The word that I speak to you is spirit and life. The word of God, the Bible says in Hebrew chapter 4 verse 12, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit and of joints, a marrow of the deepest part of our nature, exposing and shifting, glory to God, and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. That is the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. We say that we stay in the world because everything about our lives Lies in our relationship with God's world. Personal relationship. Our victory. Our survival. Our security. Our promotions. Our fruitfulness. Our glory. Lies in our personal relationship with the word of God. We now ask a question. We wrapped it up in the first week with John chapter 15, verse number 1 to 8, where Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He said, abide in me, dwell, remain in me, exist and function in me. For without me, you can do nothing. They will not ask the question, how do we stay in the world of God? We said we stay in the world by knowing the word of God. It must because we cannot enjoy, we cannot experience, we cannot have or receive whatever the word of God says when we don't know the word of God. Praise God. We say we know the word of God by searching the scriptures. We learn the lessons of the Berean Christians in Acts chapter 17 verse 11. That had good character. That have passion to hear, passion to know, passion to do. Daily, the Bible says, they examine the world to know, to verify that what Paul and Silas was teaching there was true. 
Because when you know the world, the Bible says, my people are perished for lack of what? Knowledge. They are perishing for lack of knowledge. But for when you know, which means that knowledge delivers you. Knowledge sets you free, right? Knowledge makes you whole. The knowledge of the word of God, not the knowledge of the world. W-O-L-W-O-R-L-D. No. The world, the knowledge of the word of God of, of the world puts you in bondage. But the knowledge of the word of God sets you free, empowers you, and empowers you. Praise God. We said we know how do we stay in the world by knowing searching the world, searching the scriptures, searching the scriptures. We know the world by searching the scriptures, praise God. They will talk about meditating. We stay in the world, not just only by knowing, by searching, and by what? Meditating the word of God. You see, every one of us meditate. If you can think, you, it means that you meditate, right? The question is, what is meditation? I was sharing with my wife this morning. Meditation is, how many of us have experienced something happen and you, you lose your sleep at night, right? And some people cannot even eat, right? You are occupied with that thought of what happened. That problem, how are you going to solve it? You know, you're right there and then you are already meditating. You are meditating on the problem. And the more you meditate on the problem, because meditation have negative and positive. When you meditate on the problem, the devil magnifies the problems. And that's why when the devil magnifies the problem, you lose your sleep. You lose your peace. You understand what I'm saying? You are that moment meditating on the negative. Because as you meditate, it opens more to you. Meditation opens up. You understand what I'm saying? It opens up things to you. But when you pick the word of God, you have that problem. And when you go to the scripture, the Bible, where we say, you say you search the scripture, right? You search out the scriptures. You get what the Bible says concerning that circumstance, concerning that issue. And you start meditating on it by thinking it over and thinking over. Before you know it, the word of God will take over your whole being. And the more the world is open up to you, the smaller the problem becomes. Before you know it, it is gone. Just like when you are in an aircraft, right? The more you take off, even if it's a 250-story building, it becomes smaller like you know, an ant, right? That's what the word of God does to every problem. You meditate on it, and the more you meditate on it, it opens up to you. As it opens up to you, it takes over your life. That is what revelation. It is illuminating you. 
taking root of your of your of your life taking root of your heart you discover the problem becomes smaller and smaller then the joy of the law which is your strength will flood your heart boldness and confidence come i say where is the devil i'll deal with you rather than meditating on the problem then you lose your sleep you lose your peace you understand what i'm saying receive grace to meditate the world Meditate the word of God, not the problem. Because the more you meditate on the word of God concerning that issue, before you know it, the voice of the devil fades away and disappears. Because the world takes over. The power of the world will step out and deal with this situation. Glory to God. That's what we stopped last week. When God told Joshua, remember Joshua. You all have been hearing me talk about Joshua here. Joshua was born into slavery. Joshua was born into hardship. Joshua was born into hard labor. Joshua was born into a, a, a season where there is nothing that is written or against him, on his name. Where he's not, he doesn't own anything. What he owns. Even his life was owned by Pharaoh. Just like our forefathers in this nation. They were slaves. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, sometimes, most, most of the time, I listen to this, uh, this program on, on uh, PBS. Professor, what's his name, honey? Talking about uh, Professor Henry Gate, his program. Finding your root. You notice that most of those our forefathers they don't have their name written. They were named as properties. Put on your imagination. They were named as what? Properties. Some of them are $150 that those ones that are very healthy. Some of them are $12. No name. They were owned. They were properties. The men, their wives belong, both they and their wives and their children belong to the slave master. That's what's the time Joshua was born in Egypt had nothing on his name. And all he knew was hard labor. I'm laying this foundation so that you can imagine where God picked Joshua from. That all of a sudden there come a Moses that now gives Joshua identity. Somebody say identity. Just give Joshua a new name. Give Joshua a new orientation. If you study the scripture, Joshua was not his name before. It's Moses that gave him the name Joshua. Gave him a new name. Just like each and every one of us. When we gave our life to Christ, before we gave our life to Christ, we were owned and ruled by sin and Satan. 
But when we give our life to Christ, the Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things have passed away and all things have become new. Some a translation said, the old is gone and the new have begun. Give us a new name. First John chapter 3, verse number 1. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. John chapter 1, verse 12. As many that receive him, to them he gave power to be called the sons of God. So when we give our life to Christ, we, have a, we receive a new name. Joshua, Moses changed his name. Gave him identity. Just as Jesus have given us identity. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are the, we are the, we are the, the, the apple of his own eyes. We are who? A new creature, right? We are partakers of his divine nature. We are his image as he is. So are we in this present world. We are covenant children of the covenant keeping God. So we are no more ordinary. We are heirs and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus. This is our identity. This is who we are. This is our new name. When you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you are a royalty. For we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Praise God. And God and Christ, according to Revelation, have made us prince and king, priests and kings unto our God. So now you are no more than Ari when you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. You understand what I'm saying? That's your new identity. Joshua had a new identity. Now, he started serving Moses. Before you know it, before he got settled down, Moses that he knew died. Put on your imagination. Moses is no more where. Moses is the God he knew. Moses is the one that gave him liberty and freedom. Moses is the one that showed him the way to the Yahweh, God. But he's gone. Moses is the miracle worker. But he's gone. As if he was not down and surprised. And now Moses told him, God told Moses, lay hand on Joshua, he will lead the people. He was deflated. And the Bible says, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, where we read, after Moses, the servant of God, has died, God went to Joshua and said, now Joshua, get up. Moses, my servant, is dead. He's my servant. Get up. Get up. The responsibility is on you. You are going to lead these people. Be courageous. Whenever God says to be courageous, you know that there is something that will make you to be discouraged. Whenever God says fear not, he knows that there are things that will make you to fear not. But what do you do? You meditate on be courageous. You meditate on fear not. And when fear not, take over, is open up in your spirit. 
It will swallow every fear. That's what meditation does. And God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Thou shalt meditate on it day and night. For in doing so, you shall have good success. You shall make your way prosperous and have good success. Meditate the world. You are to meditate the word of God. Praise God. I am to meditate the word of God. We said, it is in meditating the world that you receive light. You receive revelation. And the world that you does not get the revelation on, you have not received the revelation of that world, can never bless you. It becomes letter. It becomes logo. And that's what called Rema. Until the world becomes a Rema to you, revelation, it will not do anything. From being a logo to Rema, the process is what? Meditation. It's the meditation that takes the world from Rema, from logo, to become Rema. Just as you pick up that problem, that burden, and you become sleepless. You cannot sleep. You toast. You can't even eat. Some can't even bath. Some become depressed. Because these are the fruits of those words. The fear and insecurity. But when you meditate on the word concerning that issue, it gives you confidence. It gives you boldness. It gives you peace. It gives you joy. And you will not even remember when it is gone. Glory to God. The power of meditation solves every other issue in our lives. And that's why we are mandated to meditate on the world. The next thing on how to stay in the world is to believe and confess the world. Believe the world. Confess the world or speak the world. Praise God. Believe the world. Believe. Believe the world. Let's go to John chapter 20 verse 29. You know, how many of us remember when Jesus rose from the dead? After Jesus resurrected, the first person that saw Jesus was Mary, right? Mary Magdalene. And Jesus sent Mary to go and tell his brethren. I was discussing with my wife yesterday. I told my wife, I said, you see, the three stages, just like Joshua was born into slavery, right? And, and become a leader. We... Before Jesus died, when he called and chose his disciples, he called them servants, right? From there, he moved to John chapter 15. He called them my friends, right? He said, you are no more my servants. You are now a friend because a servant does not know what the master does, right? Then follow me. In John chapter 19, Verse 30, he said, it is finished. When he has paid the price, right? The Bible says in Matthew that the veil and the temple tore from head to toe, right? And Hebrews chapter 4 told us, we should now come boldly to the throne of grace. We now have access to God's presence. We don't need a prophet to take us there. 
We don't need a priest to take a high priest to take us there. We have access. If you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you have access to God anywhere 247. Glory to God. Then in chapter 20 of John, when Jesus had resurrected, he told Mary, don't touch me because I've not gone to my father and your father. He said, tell, go tell my brethren. Now they changed from servant, the transition, the metamorphosis, right? How we metamorphose from servanthood to friendship. As, as a friend, you have access, some access, right? Not a full, intimate relationship. Someone said, it's a call to relationship. It's a call to relationship. Relationship is no relationship where there's no fellowship and communication. Friends are not hers, but sons are hers. I hear what I'm saying. Friends, no matter how good, no matter how close they are, they are not inheritors. But sons, children are inheritors. Right? Friends, no matter how close they are, they don't have access to, they don't have access to the inner room. I hear me. Best friends, children of the house, have access to every part of the house. Jesus, the moment he has finished paying the price and resurrected, he said, go tell my brethren, you that is under the son of my voice, you are no more a servant, you are no more a friend, you are a son. You are a child of God. You are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus. A friend of Jesus is not, it can never be joint heirs. A child of God. The brethren of Jesus I joined her. As a father have loved me, so I have loved you. Now, in John chapter 17, he prayed when he was about to go that they will, you will love them. They will know that as you have loved me, so you have loved them. Praise God. The same amount of love that God has for Jesus, the same amount of love he has for you. You have to understand this. You have to know this. Your identity. And your inheritance in Christ. When you understand this. This is a result of what? Meditating on the world. Believing the world. You take the world literally to what it means. You don't read another meaning to it. You don't surprise from it. Praise God. Believing the world. To believe. Is to trust. To believe is to rely on. To believe is to depend on. You understand what I'm saying? You take the world literally what it says. I always say in this house, and it bears repetition, that the God that you and I serve is never complex. It's man that tried to make God complex. When he said, Believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved. He meant believe on the Lord Jesus that you shall be saved. When he said, as many that receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. It means so. You have access. Somebody say, 
I'm a child of God. I have direct access. All you need is the name of Jesus. So what do you do? You have to know and understand. I don't know why the Holy Ghost is pushing me to this area. You have to know that you're no male servant. You're, no, you're not a friend. You're a child of God. A child have access. Direct access. You are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus. A friend is never a joint heir. A friend is not an inheritor. Glory to God. And you have to believe it. Believe the world. Believe in the world. Trust what was God say. Rely on it. Depend on it. Confess and speak to it. So look at it. John 20 verse 29. When Jesus arose, he first appeared to the disciples. Thomas was not there. Right? When he appeared. And they told Thomas, I will have seen the Lord. He says, it's not true. Except I see him and put my hand on the hole. You want to tell me that, you know, have you guys forgotten that they nailed him to the, to the tree? They nailed him to the cross. The, the big nail that held him, there's a big hole in his hand and the leg. And they pierced his side until I, I see with my eyes. I will put my hands to feel it. I will put my hands to feel the legs and the side. Then I will believe. As he was saying so, Jesus is not is now omnipresence. After resurrection, he's everywhere now. He was hearing just as you are in your bedroom, in your bathroom, in your office, on the tube, in the aircraft, in the train, in the bus, in the taxi. He hears you. Hears your whisper, hears your thoughts, hears your cry. That is why I told Joshua, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Thou shalt meditate in it day and night. You speak only the word. So Jesus told Thomas, John chapter 20, verse 29. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now look at it. Read it very well. The moment Thomas saw Jesus, he said, now I believe because he has seen. Right? Now he said, Lord, Jesus, you are my Lord. In verse 28, Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, he said, Jesus, he said, Keep quiet. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me now, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now look at it. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Not yet believe. Yet have believed. The process is. Jesus does not say. Have seen me. He said who have not seen. You have not seen what the word of God says. You understand what I'm saying? You have not seen it. 
You have not seen the answer. But you have believed. And because you have believed, then you will see the answer. And because you have believed, you will see the manifestation. And because you have believed, you will see what the word of God says. Glory to God. Say, Thomas, that is how it works in the kingdom that we, believe, we, we, we that we belong. The earth says, seeing is believing. But now the kingdom of God says, believing is seeing. Believing is what? Seeing. The world says, seeing is believing. But the kingdom of God says, believing is seeing. If you have not believed, you can never see the manifestation. So how do you stay in the world? Believe. Mark. What do we believe? Mark chapter 9 verse 23. I know that many people know it of heart. Mark chapter 9 23. Look at it. How do we believe? How do we stay in the world? Believe. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The reason why you have to believe the world. You understand what I'm saying? You're believing. My believing activate the power of the word of God to produce. Because no word of God is void of power. He said all things are possible to them that believe. To him that believe. They see his personal. To him that believe. Your, your brethren might not believe. Your spouse might not believe. But when you believe, all things are possible to you. You will not experience any impossibility. So the next thing is belief. Now, when you, when you look at this, you can write this scriptures down because of time. Josh, um, God called jo, um, Abraham out of the oil garden, right? To follow. I will bless you. I will make your name great. I make you blessing. Abraham believe and follow, right? In Genesis chapter 15 verse 6. And because he believed, the Bible called that as what righteousness. Paul enumerated this in Romans chapter 4 verse 3. When you get home, you can read that Genesis 15 and that Romans chapter 4. But look at this process I want us to go through in Romans chapter 10 verses 8 through 11. It's the same process. The process of salvation is the same process you receive anything the word says. Praise God. The same process. Glory to God. Verse 8. But what does it say? The word of God is near you. In your mouth. And in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. That God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the same way we believe. That's what we say. The same way we become children of God. Did we see Jesus in the flesh? No. Right? We believe in our heart. What God says concerning his son. Right? We believe in our heart that he died and he resurrected. And we confess him as our Lord and Savior with our mouth. That we become saved. Right? It's not how the same thing. This walk. But look at verse 10. 
For with the heart, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. In believing, it has to be settled in your heart. When it is settled in your heart, your mouth have to what? Speak it out. The power of manifestation is in the speaking. Praise God. Last time I told us that we are speaking being. And God created us in his image. God is speaking being. God created all things through the words of his power. His word, his mouth, right? If he, he taught it in his heart without speaking, it will not become. Right? But what happens is that the moment you, you have it settled in your heart, then you what? You speak it out. It's just like the heart is like the magazine of your gun. Right? The magazine of your gun is loaded with bullets. Right? Loaded with bullets. The, the magazine of your gun loaded with bullet. Your heart loaded with the world. You believe it. You have processes. You have, you have meditated. It become one with you. But you can never see the manifestation. You can never experience how powerful that re, the world is. How real that world is. That, is in your, that your process in your heart is until you release it from your mouth. The moment you release it from your mouth, it becomes. Glory to God. What you release from your mouth, it becomes, right? You know how powerful that bullet in that chamber is when you pull the trigger, right, of the gun and it's released from the mouth of the gun. You know how powerful that bullet is. That is how it is, brethren. Your mouth has to declare what your heart believes, what your heart has received, what your heart has processed. And your heart and your mouth will become one. For a man's life shall be preserved, shall be satisfied by the fruit of what? His mouth. His mouth. Your life, your belly will be satisfied. Are you hear what I'm saying? So, you believe and you speak. And the Bible says we believe and we speak. It is written. So, don't keep quiet. Don't stay silent. Because when you stay silent, my daddy, Bishop Michael Kunko, say, a closed mouth is a closed destiny. A closed mouth is a closed destiny. When you have received the word in your heart, you speak. As you speak, it becomes. Glory to God. Proverbs. We said to believe is to trust. Look at Proverbs chapter 3 verse number 5. Glory to God. Help me Holy Spirit today. Hmm. Proverbs chapter 3 verse number 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do you see that? Believe. Rely. Depend on him. To trust, to believe is to trust. It's to throw yourself 
on it and leave him there. Praise God. Cast yourself on it, on him and leave him there. Trust. Literally take hook, line, sinker, motorboat, water, and the sand. All that the word says. Take it in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on. Don't depend on your own understanding. No matter how smart you, you seem. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from all evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Because you trust, you will depend on him. You will not lean on your own understanding. Then you will not honor him. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your possessions. And with the fruits, first fruits of all your increase. So shall your bounds will be filled with plenty. And your vast will overflow with new wine. You can never experience overflow if you don't trust. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't believe him, the word of God says, if you don't take it literally, believe, rely on it, process it. The process, the process of processing is meditation. You speak it, you roll it in. Then you honor the Lord. You honor the Lord. You despise. You discard. You disregard whatever your intellect is telling you. You understand what I'm saying? You disregard it. Oh, glory to God. Ah. Then let's squeeze it in. The next thing to do after you have known, you searched the world, you meditated, you believed the world, you spoken the world. The next thing is to do the word. You have to be the practitioner of God's word. You have to be obedient to God's word. Praise God. You have to do what that word says. James chapter 1. Look at James. Look at James. James chapter 1. Then we will pass it. Glory to God. James chapter 1. Verse 21 through 25. I read from New King James Version. I will be fast. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted, engrafted world which is able to save your souls. The bedoers of the world and not hear us only deceiving yourselves. It's because you receive the word. Number one, remember the word is first implanted in you. Because you have received it and it's implanted, then you can now do it. Praise God. You see the process? You cannot do it. And be, verse 22, but be doers of the word, not hear us only deceiving yourselves. When you hear and you don't do, you are deceiving yourself, not somebody else. You are endangering yourself, not somebody else. Because this thing we are talking about is personal. Remember? Jesus says in Mark, where we read, that all things are possible to him that believe it. 
to him that believe it. To him that believe it. Not to them that believe it. But to him that believe it is personal. 22. But be doers of the world and not hearers only deceiving yourself. But if anyone is a hearer of the world and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. And for he observes himself, goes away, and immediately gets, forgets what kind of man he was. He's look at the mirror. You know that there is spot and a stain on your face, right? On your cloth. You did it, you just after the mirror, because the word of God is a mirror. The word of God always revealed to us. You understand what I'm saying? The word of God always what? Revealed to us. It always shows. Our job is to do what the word of God shows us. And now, the word have revealed to you, the mirror have shown you, rather than putting the makeup well, the red lipstick goes like this. And you walk out and you are going, shaking your body. And everyone will say, something is wrong there. Who is the one getting pointed at? Who is the one receiving the shame? You say you are deceiving yourself. You are hurting yourself. That's what it means. You are hurting yourself, not somebody else. We will no more hurt ourselves in the name of Jesus. We will no more hinder ourselves in the name of Jesus. Verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. Do you hear that? Can you tie that with Joshua chapter 1 verse 8? Continue. And at 17, 11 we read the day and night. And continues. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the world, this one will be blessed in what he does. Do you see it? It's personal. This one. He didn't say these people. But he said this one is, is personal. It means that it's your choice. Every action it takes is your choice. Glory to God. Dearly below, Job chapter 36, then we will pause. Job 36. Job is the behind, direct, directly behind Psalm. Job 36, verse 11. The reason why we must be doers of the world. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Your choice. You understand what I'm saying? That is a great blessing that awaits anyone that is a doer of God's world. The blessing is in the doing, not just in hearing. Just like any 
dans la Bible is valueless if it's only one side, right? How many of us, you go to the mall or grocery store and you give them a $20 bill or $50 bill, you bought something about $25 or $20, they are giving you change and they pull out a $20 bill as your change and it has only one face and the second face is blunt. Will you take it? Why would you take it? Is it not written American dollar on it? Because it's valueless. That is how it is to any one of us. We come to church. We listen to the word of God. We hear the word of God. We read the Bible, the word of God. And we walk out and we don't do it what the word says. Just as that $20 that is one-sided is not beneficial to you. That is how every word you hear and you don't do is not profitable to you. I rebuke everything that causes us not to be profitable in the name of Jesus. I rebuke ignorance in the name of Jesus. Spirit of the living God as the voice of man ceases. I ask you to echo these truths in our spirit. Echo these truths in our heart. Echo these truths in our ears. Echo these truths in our heart. Cause this truth to get a hold of us. So seize us. Bring a change. Bring a transformation. Empower us to be hearers and doers. I release grace to hear. I release grace to do. Be a hearer and doer of the world. And we will prosper us in all our ways. Blessed be your name. He told. Mary told them. In John chapter 2. When they ran out of wine. Mary told them. Whatsoever he tells you to do. Do it. Whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. There is always a profit of doing whatsoever. It's called the blessing of obedience. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. There is always good in the land for the obedience. Receive grace to obey in the name of Jesus. Hear me, you under the sound of my voice. The big entrance into what we are talking about is you receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the starting point. To obey the world. To believe God and obey God. He loves you. He gave his son to die for you as a proof that he loves you. That when you receive him, you will no more go to hell. You will be with him in the heaven, in his kingdom. Not just being with him in his kingdom. You become his son. And become joint heir with Jesus. Have the same assets that Jesus have. Enjoy the same love that Jesus enjoyed. I want to pray with you. Yes, that is it. For as he is, so are we here on earth. I want to pray with you. I want you to say this prayer with all your heart. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me 
with everlasting love by giving your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. From this day forward, help me to live for you all the days of my life. Empower me to hear and do your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you for setting me free in Jesus' name. That's it, my friend. Welcome to the greatest family on earth. You are now a child of God. Yes, if you want to clap, clap your hands. Glory to God. Welcome to the greatest family. Listen, the Bible says, there is joy in heaven over the conversion of one soul. Are you hearing me? Christians must you know, learn to be excited when souls are saved. The Bible didn't say there's joy in heaven when you build one twenty-five story building or you buy the, bought a private jet. No, it didn't say so. When you buy ten Rolls Royce, it didn't say so. But one soul in heaven, heaven stands at attention and rejoice. No wonder Jesus say. With what can a man use in exchange of his own soul? What can he profit a man if he can gain the whole world and loses his own soul? So we want you to go to our website, tremusa.org, and listen to our podcast and be blessed. And click donation and give your offering and give donation to this world. And please, if you have prayed this prayer with me today, go to your smartphone and your tablet and download the Bible. The Bible is free and make good friends with your Bible. Go to any Bible-believing church and tell the pastor I sent you. And if you are here in Atlanta, Georgia, I make bold to invite you to Trem God's Embassy Manor. Our zip code is 30080. Address is 1611-1611 Roswell Street. Smyrna. Our service days are 10 a.m. Eastern, Sunday morning, 7 p.m. Eastern, Wednesday for powerful living. Remember, God loves you. And there's nothing here can do about it. Remain blessed. Glory to God. And let's share the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. I will just dwell. The faithfulness of God has brought us this far. And the faithfulness of God will lead us to the end. In Jesus' name. I cannot be contained. I cannot be stopped. I cannot be destroyed. Because of the power of life that cannot be destroyed. That is living and walking on the inside of me. In Jesus' name. Favor has swallowed up labor in my life. Favor has swallowed up labor in my home and family. 
favor has swallowed up labor. My ministry, my job, business, career, and academics, favor has swallowed up labor. In Trem God's embassy's manner, in the name of Jesus, and because my heavenly Father, the Most High God, is passionately committed to my life and passionately committed to his purpose and cancer for my life, I cannot fail. My testimony shall be noised abroad in the name of Jesus Christ. I will hear your testimonies. You will hear my testimonies. I will celebrate with you and you will celebrate with me in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.